Will and Christian in the morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another uh, quarantine edition of Will and Christian in the morning. Um, I'm Will. I'm Christian. And today we have a very special guest, one of our biggest fans, friends of the pod, Rose. Hey, guys, and hello, everyone. So welcome, welcome. Um, So before we start any of our serious talk, um, Christian, how was your week? Um, It was good. Uh, I had a finance exam, and I did well on that. I was very happy with that. Um, And you did too. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I mean, it was just like more normal classes. I'm glad to be on break. Um, This is just like not having class for a couple days. Yeah. Um, I like didn't realize it was Easter until like like three days ago. <laughs> like, yeah, it's... the time is just like time does not exist right now. But um, I mean, I don't. I'm not really doing anything for Easter. We're just gonna stay home. But uh, I'm glad I'm not having classes for a little bit. Uh, how's your week, Will? Yeah. Um, it's been it's been fine. Again, like every day feels the same a little bit. But. Yep um you know we're getting through classes and everything even though we do have this break i have a lot of work which sucks but um (laughs) i'll get you know whatever it's fine um (laughs) what about you rose how's your how the past few weeks been (laughs) well it's interesting going through this Uh, i work for a group of local newspapers here so technically i'm quote unquote essential personnel uh so I am. Congratulations! Thank you. It's kind of weird because my brother, because my it's kind of weird because my brother-in-law is a physical therapist, so and technically he's a doctor, so he is not considered essential, but I am. <laughs> <So> <laughs> nice. It's, it's strange, but uh, but I have been basically reporting on what's going he- on here in New York, uh, in the local areas that I cover. Uh, it has it is working remotely is uh, wonderful. I gotta say. Nice. Yes. I'm sure for like certain, like certain <laughs> jobs, it's going to be easier to work remotely than others. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, that's that's good. And mm-hmm. wow, that essential business. That's yes. pretty high title for this <laughs> time. I know. I don't. I, I just graduated. I'm not prepared for this. No. <laughs> Being thrust into the world. <laughs> okay. As long as you're on the show, you're still an SJU student for a little bit. Well, so. thank you very much. <laughs> All right, so we have a, a pretty fun topic today. Um, mm-hmm. But before that, we've got a few, uh, you know, little pre-show news. We haven't had many of these in a while because everything's been canceled. But um, <laughs> we have some things to talk about. Yeah. So, have either of you watched Tiger King yet? I yes. have not yet. Okay. I, so, sorry. Based on your recommendation, I will. I think. Okay, I've watched like I'm almost done. I have two more episodes, but I. Damn, this show is so weird. <laughs> like, will I have? Will uh, I watched the whole thing in one night? I could not stand the suspense. I did it all in one oh, go. It will really? only get. It will only get weirder from here. And there's two uh, only two episodes. Oh left. no! <laughs> oh, Lord. But I remember seeing like it pop up when my parents would like go on Netflix, and I was like, okay, what is this? And then. Everyone just started talking about it all of a sudden. The memes. The memes. Oh, the memes. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like blowing up like everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, what's what's the big deal? <laughs> um, but basically, I feel like 
most people have seen it but if you haven't that it's a documentary series about uh this man named joe exotic uh who runs this animal park in oklahoma where he has like over 200 tigers yeah Yeah. and it's basically the story of like what happened there and like a bunch of (laughs) other relationships with other exotic animal owners and yes um specifically for murder specifically his rivalry with um a quote-unquote animal rights activist named uh, Carol Baskin. Uh, she runs a cat rescue uh, in Florida, and they have an intense rivalry going on. But just like the first episode, I feel like is pretty standard but weird. Like they introduce all this stuff, and then immediately, like at the start of the second episode, everything changes, and like <laughs> so it. There's so many twists and turns, and like it's a very dramatic show, but. Uh, I just like can't stop watching. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend. I mean, yeah. I was kind of like turned off be- once the um once it sort of blew up. Like I was like, I don't really want to watch it if, like just because it's popular. But like Will, you said it's really good. My sister watches. She says it's really good. So I'm like, eh, maybe I'm think I'm thinking about watching it now. Yeah, I mean, luckily it's pretty short. Um, yeah, it's not like a a long commitment. Obviously, as Rose said, she watched it in one night. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely recommend. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. All right. So the next um, big, big news: um, the Bong Joon Ho films are now on Hulu. Yes. So I got an email from Hulu the other day. It said Parasite is on Hulu. I repeat, Parasite is on <laughs> Hulu. So I'm very excited. So I can like finally watch it, which I haven't yet, but I plan to. Um, is it is it all of his films are on Hulu? No, it's just four, but um I, think, uh, I know Snowpiercer has been on Netflix. Which is very good if you haven't seen it. What is but, uh Snowpiercer. Oh yeah, I need oh, to watch it. One. It had been on Netflix. Oh my god. Will you have to go watch it? No, it has yeah, Chris Evans on. too. Yeah, <laughs> it does have Chris Evans. But um I'm gonna watch Parasite within the next couple days. It mm-hmm. I mean looks insane i've heard many many good things it's very good yes so i'll watch that and you guys should too check yeah. it out on hulu um next up so i don't know much about like the south by southwest like film festival um i know that it's like one of the big ones i think um, but <laughs> yeah. it's basically um, it's basically like South by Southwest is just a giant. It's not just films. It's music. It's visual art. Sometimes Banksy will do stuff there. Sometimes companies will okay. launch products there. Uh, and um, the big, the big thing that I know about South by Southwest is like uh, film. Good, better known filmmakers will like take their rough cuts there to screen. Like uh, a couple years back when the Disaster Artist was coming out, uh, James Franco took his first cut of the movie there, and everybody loved it. Oh, I want to see yeah. that too. That's also a good movie. That <laughs> I is. I, that. I I went to a press screening of that movie. It was it was beautiful. It is wonderful. Ooh. And we'll probably be getting into that. Yeah. Soon. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a tip off. Yep. Coming up. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but so basically, obviously, the, the festival's been canceled um, because of everything going on, but there is going to be uh, for 10 days, I think, um, like films like that would have been shown at the at the festival online for Amazon users, um, which is pretty cool. I guess it'll be like another Guava Island for Christian, except oh. <laughs> that 
it'll be on for more Not than a great movie. one day. <laughs> but, um, so like all of the so it's like you would be watching the films at the film festival if you have amazon i guess so and i'm i'm assuming they're like on demand so it's not like a stream or anything yeah um, i have to i want to look into that that sounds really cool yeah definitely yeah. <clears throat> um want to yeah, take this one yeah the uh so i like kind of heard a little bit about it i saw some article um so james gunn you know director of guardians of the galaxy and the upcoming the suicide squad not Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. Very important. <laughs> yeah, very. So different. he um he recently talked about the never made live action Scooby Doo three, um and he released like a basic plot synopsis I think and I do you have it with you Will I don't I don't but I remember what it was um yeah what what was that the oh well so for it was on April Fool so I don't know if this was real but I think people said oh. it was I think people said it was real though. Um, that's that's a it, James that's a James Gunn move to release something real on April Fool's Day and make everyone think it's not real. And I don't have confirmation because I didn't research enough because I just remember I I saw it and then I looked at it. But um, <laughs> so if this is fake, then you know we're not we're not real journalists here. Uh, <laughs> um, excuse me. Uh, hello, who do you days. think is on your <laughs> Christian and I aren't real journalists. <laughs> <laughs> but um, basically, the plot was uh, the gang goes to like this either an island or like a town where the people are being you know uh harassed by monsters and so they look into it and it turns out the monsters are the victims and the people in the town are the real monsters oh my <laughs> like, god yeah so like they're getting real deep in scooby-doo 3 uh, subverting expectations very um, ryan johnson very ryan johnson yes. Um, but I, I never knew for the longest time that James Gunn was like a, a big part of the first two yeah, live agree. action Scooby-Doo, mm-hmm. which I don't know if they'd qualify for a, for another topic, but I feel like they might. I'm going to make it, if you don't mind, I'll make an executive decision and say no. Okay. Sure. Uh, that's Nostal- fine. Yeah. <laughs> Nostalgia factor. Nostalgia factor. Yes, that's true. Very true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but another thing that I saw um, is that CBS is going to start showing like classic-ish movies uh, on Sunday night. Oh. So they're going to be showing stuff like Indiana Jones, Forrest Gump, stuff like that. Which is, um, I think that's nice for like people who are like stuck at home who mm-hmm. want to watch something on TV. Um, it's kind of reminiscent of like wonderful the wonderful. Uh, I think wonderful, wonderful world of Disney. World of Disney. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I can't speak world. today. Um, where they would show like uh, a Disney movie like on the weekend, um, Mary Poppins and yeah, all so the hopefully good. Hopefully, that's like something that. Yeah, all yeah. the good stuff that. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I, I just hope that they have Michael Eisner coming yeah. in, and going hello. Today we're gonna watch <laughs> hello. a great movie. <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> that for those of you who don't know who Michael Eisner is, he was, <laughs> he was the CEO of Disney, and that is how he talks. <laughs> Yeah, there's a video online of every time he introduces, and it's just him going, hello, 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 hello. I'm Michael hello. Eisner. <laughs> it's great. Look it up. Yes. Yeah. Podcast the Ride. Oh, it's good. All right, so. Wow, do you listen to Podcast the Ride, Rose? Uh, yes, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so that's off, that's off the air talk. Yes. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, one more point that I want to bring up. So they recently announced um, the show Dead to Me. The second season will be coming and made in Netflix. So I want to talk Ooh. about the show real quick. So I watched it back in the day. Um, it's like it's a show about these this woman. I forget her name, but she's played by Christina Applegate, whose husband was killed in a car crash. And so, like, she recently lost her husband, so she went, goes to this grief counseling session, and she meets this other lady, um, played by Linda Cardinelli. Again, I don't remember their names, because it's been a while. And they, um, they become friends, and they sort of, like, bond over their, um, you know, their grief, because they both are grieving from separate things. And they sort of join together to sort of figure out who murdered her husband. Because she was like, oh, it wasn't just an accident. It was murder. Like, someone, like, hit him with a car. So, um, it's got Christina Applegate, Linda Cardinelli, uh, the donut lord himself, James Marsden. Oh, boy. Are there any CG animals in the show? <laughs> no, they're not. And he does, he does a pretty good job, though, honestly. But um, the first season's on Netflix. It's really, really good. Mm. And mm. I just saw, like, recently the second season is coming May, I don't know, 8th, something like that. But um, I highly recommend watching the first mm-hmm. season, and once the cool. second season comes out, watch that too because I will Let be watching it. Great, really good. Oh, I, I actually have one other. I have one thing to add to to all of our news Very here, good. if you don't mind. Sure. Um, yeah. So I know y'all are musical fans, and I assume mm-hmm. some listeners are as well. So am I. Uh, well, Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber, uh, on one of his YouTube channels called "The Show's Most Must Go On," he. Uh, for the entire quarantine period, every Friday, he is posting a full performance of one of his musicals. So, like, really? last Friday, he did an, he put up an entire performance of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, starring Donny Osmond. Uh, yesterday, they, he put up Jesus Christ Superstar, because Easter, why wouldn't you? Um, and <laughs> more are expected every Friday. The catch, though, is he is only leaving it up for 48 hours, and then they're gone. Huh. Yep. Has he posted School of Rock yet? I'm pretty not sure yet. Him, right? Not yet. This just started. All right. I will be waiting specifically for that because yes. I've been wanting to see that for the longest time. That's yes. awesome, though. That like yeah, that really cool. I know. I think there's a couple other things like <laughs> organizations that are posting um full musical. Like yeah, full musical. Mm-hmm. So that's like definitely because otherwise, like there's no way, and Broadway's <laughs> closed. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's definitely like a good resource. I'll probably check that out. Yep, uh, really the shows cool. must go on. I think is the name of the YouTube channel. It's a good one. The shows must nice. go on. Yep. Check it out, everybody. Yep. All right. Finally, we can get into the main topic for today. Well, let's what sink are we talking about in. today? So, we've done a segment on this show before called Bad Movie Breakdown, um, <laughs> where we talked about. Uh, a perceived bad movie and why we love it as we all know christian did the the, the movie sing and i did paul bart mall cop um, <laughs> so today we're just going to be talking about awful movies in general just bad <laughs> movies all um, the flavors of awful yes very bad movies <laughs> and this is going to be an interesting conversation because i feel like a lot of these i haven't actually seen but <laughs> I've seen yeah. enough of them to know that they're not good. <laughs> I've seen like the ones I haven't seen. I've like seen enough about them, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, these are not good. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, First question. up, yes. Um, 
we just have Illumination, which is a company puts out a lot of animated movies, mm-hmm. animated movies specifically. So I think the obviously the most famous uh, IP of Illumination is the the Despicable Me franchise, which I will say the first one I thought was pretty good. Yeah, I, I like the first. I, I like the first one. I thought you know Steve Carell did a good job. I like you know like Gru and the girl and the Gorals. 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 I did but, see. Um, I there is one joke from that movie that will always stick with me, and uh, it's when the Gru and the Gorals are going into the Bank of Evil, and it says Bank of Evil parentheses formerly Lehman Brothers, which is like you added that in for the adults. You know that no kids are gonna get that. Yeah, I remember when I saw that, my mom was like. Like we were watching it at home or something, my mom was like dying when she noticed it. <laughs> but um, I mean, the first one was pretty good, but now they have two more sequels and two spinoff movie or one spinoff movie and one on the way, oh, which God. has been unfortunately delayed due to this quarantine mm-hmm. with the rights of Gru. Um, so what about this what about this franchise so, have you guys seen minions like i have not i know i okay I, well no i was like i went like i it was free on like some movie service so i watched it How it's the it? most nothing movie ever nothing <laughs> happens in it nothing. it's literally just like cartoon like on screen no it's, like ugh, it's movement it's so bad it's just movement <laughs> that's it. it's yeah it's just like kinetic energy <laughs> and like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. so like what the, is the what do they do in the movie like what's the plot the plot the is that the minions plot. are looking for a master because that's like what they do um and so like three of the minions leave their like antarctica home and uh, travel by boat to New York City in 1960-something to find a master. And they go to the evil convention, and they find, like, the biggest, baddest villain or whatever. Uh, And then something happens where one of them gets crowned king. Of England? Uh, Yes. What? (laughs) Um, Like, I think the main villain, uh, played by Sandra Bullock, is trying to, like, steal the crown jewels. And somehow one of the minions becomes king. And then a bunch of stuff happens. And at the end, Kid Gru pulls up with the freeze ray and, like, rolls off with them. And that's the movie. Oh, my God. Um, all right. Oh, my God. Okay. So, yeah, highly recommend. Uh, very entertaining. <laughs> I saw the second Despicable Me um, in theaters. I remember it being kind of okay, but like I don't really remember much. I just remember there was like a Mexican restaurant and there was like an evil like like luchador or something. I don't even know if that's Yeah, I don't even know who the villain was. I don't know. It was like I do I do know that in part three they got Trey Parker from South Park to be the villain. Benjamin Bratt. And also (laughs) um Gru has a twin brother named Drew. D R U. D-R-U, and oh it's also played by Steve Carell, and he's, like, wearing all white, and he's blonde with, like, blonde, luscious hair where Gru's bald or whatever. And I think the plot of the movie, like, they're, they want to team up to destroy Benjamin Bratt because uh, Gru is, like, working for, like, the good guys now, and Drew's still a bad guy, and they're, like, twin brothers. 
um uh, evil evil is the family business or something like that something stupid i don't know but i I just specifically remember the um the first trailer or one of the first trailers where um you know they have the the twin brother reveal and like Gru's mom is like oh you have a twin brother and then Gru's like what twin brother and then (laughs) you know whatever and then he fights Benjamin Bratt and like there's some like big like bubblegum thing and then he's like trapped in like a bubblegum balloon and he's completely naked for whatever oh, reason. Oh yeah. <laughs> All the bubblegum is, you know, bubble is covering up him and then he like go, floats by a building and it's like a birthday party so they're like singing um happy birthday they're like happy birthday to you happy birthday to you and then Gru floats by he's like happy birthday dear Dan and he's like singing and then of course it ends on the minions singing and they're having like a huge beach party or something <laughs> of course they are <laughs> because of course they are <laughs> but that was the first trailer which oh i was like okay they're making the third one and then you know they're they made a sequel to the hit movie minions Ugh. oh minions i hate that we like have to say the hit movie Minions. it made like a billion dollars oh gosh <laughs> Um, How many people were desperate for air conditioning that summer? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think the second one, I think the basic plot of the second one is that Gru, little Gru, he mm-hmm. wants to be a big bad villain. So he steals some gem from the lead. It's not the Legion of Doom, but like it's the like the, <laughs> the bad guy. Um, the like the, the, Dr. Doom the, shows up. <laughs> I think it's like the six most evil villains in the world or something. He steals some gem and then one of his one of the minions who has braces for whatever reason um don't judge like goes to some kid's birthday party and switches it for a pet rock. Oh so, yeah, uh, so this is the new one, yes. Like find, okay. This is just based off trailers. This they have to find like the gem and like I I don't I don't know. It, it seems weird. I think they really hit their peak with uh, DM1. That's what real fans call it. (laughs) Um, But these guys have also made like the the Dr. Seuss animated movies. The Lorax. The Lorax. The Grinch. The Grinch. The Grinch. Grinch, Horton Hears a Who. Hop. The classic Oh my god, they did make Hop. Oh my god. Um, Sing also, which was... Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't really that good. Uh, the Secret Life of Pets one and two. Yeah, but I, I feel like their movies are just all so bland and like generic. I, don't know. I think the Lorax is pretty iconic for being As- bad. Yeah, <laughs> how bad can it be? I, hate I know what you're show. doing, and I don't approve of it, Chris. Uh, you Hop greedy dirtbag. <laughs> Hop is another classic. Uh, it's not exactly fully animated, but um, stars James Marsden along of course. with the rabbit played by Russell Crowe. And- Ru- Russell Brand. <laughs> not Russell Crowe. Actually, I really hope... You know what? I, I wish that rabbit was played by Russell Crowe. We would have gotten a very a more interesting movie. It definitely would have been. But uh, I remember watching this at my high school for our Easter movie right before break. What? Um, so I think it's like high school, uh, high, high school. school. <laughs> yes, um, we were never we were never good with movies. Um, but uh, um, what happened? So so the 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 main bunny is named E B, 
which I, I presumably stands for Easter Bunny. Mm-hmm. So his father is the current Easter Bunny, and he is, you know, destined to become the next Easter Bunny. But no, he doesn't want to be the Easter Bunny. He wants to be in a rock and roll band because he's a rock and roll drummer. So somehow he. Oh, I think actually, the- wait. I- I think I know where this plot came from. It came from the goddamn 1980s. <laughs> it did. <laughs> that's so the entire like, plot of the everything. That's in the, true. The, it's like, the son, do the, the thing. Of, Join me in the business. Oh, no. <laughs> I want to be in a rock and roll band. So then he meets up with James Marsden somehow. And I think there's there's this one chick. Like the the chick, like the like a little chicken. He works with the Easter Bunny, and he wants to be the Easter Bunny. So he takes like the staff or something, and he transforms into a mutant bunny or something. And I think he like destroys Easter. So then Eb and James Marsden have to team up to save Easter. And Somehow I, I feel I only- still want to watch Ben Hur instead of this at Easter. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's. I mean, I think that was the first that started the trend of like um or not no it's not the first but that was like the first james marsden cgi animal movie mm. uh you know that before there was like hugh frame roger rabbit maybe space yeah. jam he was also in enchanted with oh, right. where it was like half animated mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a good point and then of course sonic the hedgehog which was not a bad movie yeah. i still need to watch it i just don't <laughs> want to pay 20 dollars or pirate it <laughs> understood yeah. it's um, it you know what there's not going to be any more movies released it'll win best picture you know oh, I, I, sh- I sure hope so <laughs> um, I mean, yeah so illumination not very good no yeah no i like so, um all these movies all in illumination i feel like also follow the dreamworks formula of having a dance at the end like the party crap ending. pop song and like bad dancing like the end of the emoji movie or yeah or or uh, I'm I'm hesitant to bring up Shrek in this regard because people love Shrek. Shrek <laughs> it's also at the end of Megamind though, which Christian oh. and I love. Oh, Megamind's a fantastic movie. But that's Ooh. the that's the only okay dance party at the end of a movie. That is oh, that's it's a legitimately good movie. Oh, yes, oh, does not belong in this list. No, it it um, doesn't. It's exempt today. What Sorry. Christian? I, I said it shouldn't even be mentioned today when we're talking about it. <laughs> well, I had to bring up the DreamWorks dance party. <laughs> um, oh, right, Will, you, do you want to talk about this next one? Have you seen it? I ha- uh, I've seen enough of it. <laughs> um, Norm of the North and other awful, like, low-budget Anim- animated films. Oh, my God. Except, like, I feel like this one had a, a good budget as well as stuff like Food Fight. Um, oh, but. God. Norm of the North is uh was a movie that was in the theaters uh that starred uh, Rob Schneider is oh um, and was uh, Rob Schneider as a polar bear named Norm who for some reason has to I think like the there's people threatening to like build on the North Pole or something <laughs> and or Antarctica wherever he is and so he has to go to the city to stop it and ken jong is also in this movie um yeah he's like the evil businessman i think um (laughs) always an evil businessman there's a couple other like big names in this movie too but the movie is just awful i Um, think uh the love interest is 
it's either Anna Faris or Heather Graham. It's Heather I'm Graham. Sure it's Heather, Heather Graham. Yeah. Bill Nye's in it. Um, Bill. And there's there's a sequel to this movie. There yeah. is. You know that Keys Norma to the Kingdom or whatever. Keys to the Kingdom. But I think Norma the North was also another movie that we watched at my high school. Although Are you s- after, I think it was last year because my brother told me that they watched Norma the North because my brother is still or he's a senior now. But um, so I think it was last year after I graduated, he said that they watched Norma the North at Christmas. Someone at your like, school needs to be fired. <laughs> Like we make the best of it. Like we have it. Like no matter. Like we clap at like any, like any anything happening. We like all like the entire theater stands up and claps. So it's like Endgame, but yeah, it's like Endgame, <laughs> but like just anything at all happening. Like oh if um, I don't know. Like if they're like on the edge of a cliff and they jump to the next side of the cliff successfully, then we all clap. <laughs> I love that. It, we 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 made it fun. But um, yeah, we never showed very good movies. Um, probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen was in that theater, which we can talk about a little, a little later. But uh, a little later. No. Um, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, I do want to bring up Food Fight because you mentioned it, Will. Um, yes. Food Fight is just <sighs> baffling. Its existence is just baffling. So like, it was a 2012 animated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was supposed to release in 20, 2003, and then um, development <laughs> hell happened until twenty twelve. But like, the like, I feel like hold on, I know this guy. I know there was like some. Uh, the cast is very two thousand three. Yeah, the cast um, is. Wait, um, who directed this movie also directed Lego: The Adventures of Clutch Powers. Have you what? guys seen that? No. no, but I've heard people okay. like stand by it who are our age. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know where we got it, but like we, my siblings and I, on like every long car trip, we would watch Clutch Powers. That <laughs> movie is like so iconic to my family, and I can, I will also defend it. I mean, I'm sure it's not really, it's honestly not really great, but like, it, it like I don't know, it's just really it's iconic that was shark boy oh. and lava girl for me i watched that so much when i was a kid that was tim burton's charlie and the chocolate factory for me <laughs> i actually kind of like that movie <laughs> <laughs> like i know a lot of people hate it but which one yeah. shark boy and lava girl N- well that well no that movie's awful <laughs> but um hey no it's the not. charlie and the chocolate factory by tim burton oh. yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. um food fight so if you mm. look at the we got some big names in this cast charlie sheen well, well christian big what? names for the year 2003 <laughs> not so much <laughs> in 2012 all right no um <laughs> charlie sheen wayne brady hillary duff <laughs> longoria christopher <laughs> lloyd ed asner ed asner um, someone else big is it i feel like yeah um i just i'm just tim curry up. Tim Curry. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. Because no. Tim Curry's in everything, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I just saw um one of the um supporting members, uh James Arnold Taylor, aka the voice of Obi Wan Kenobi from yes. the He's also nice. in this movie. What? <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, the basic plot is that 
it takes mm-hmm. place in a grocery store where all of the um icons of various brands of grocery store food called ikes they're mm-hmm. alive and they live in this grocery store so our main character is dex dog detective voiced by charlie sheen and he is like a club owner or something and also like he's dressed he's like a dog and he looks like indiana jones i think like his girlfriend goes missing so girlfriend's a cat girl cat girl that's hillary duff and she's like the some raisin company or something i don't know but um so she goes missing and at the same time this evil grocery store brand called brand x tries to take over the store so dex has to both find his girlfriend and defeat um brand, brand X. X. and if you look at the, but like the, the thing about this movie this movie it's so poorly animated the voice acting mm-hmm. is terrible yet it had a budget of 65 million dollars mm-hmm. and it made seventy three thousand dollars at the box <laughs> office but the reason for this big budget was because it used all of these grocery store intellectual properties so if you look at the um poster yeah if you look at the poster you see dex and his girlfriend in the background and in the forefront are the uh the the, the pickle dude the pickle bird i don't the know bla- the, the, bla- the plastic uh stork yeah. yeah the stork and then charlie the tuna <laughs> and then some other i think it's like a twinkie mr movie. clean so like, is mr. in the movie mr, mr. clean mr. Butterworth. and the crazy part is um everyone that they that they couldn't get like a brand person for, they did like a derogatory ripoff of them. It was yeah. Just... <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I remember though. Another reason for this massive budget was um that when they were one of the reasons this went through development hell was there was some like film espionage or something where people stole all the files espionage. of the movie and they had to restart, and that's part of why it looks so trash. Like they actually had a lot of work done and I forget the story. There's videos on it on YouTube. Um and they like lost everything. And so they just resorted to like using this awful mocap, like one take, and <laughs> with like no hand like no hand done animation at all. And it that's part of why it looks so bad, but also like the movie's just awful. <laughs> it's just it's just awful. So um yeah, go watch it. But I think uh, it's uh, on John- YouTube. John Tron has a great video on Food Fight. That's why Brennan Floss is in it. Brennan mm-hmm. Floss isn't it? He plays Mr. Clean. Your mutual, yeah, yeah. your your good friend Brennan Floss. My, yeah, a friend of the pod, Brennan Floss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, pretty much. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Food Fight, not very good. Are there any no. other of these poorly animated? The Nut movies? Job. Oh, the Nut oh, Job, God. which I haven't and seen. It got a sequel. How did it get a sequel? <laughs> Nut Job Two: Nutty by Nature. Yep, <laughs> is that uh, what it's called? Will Nutty Arnett, by Nature. Made a squirrel. Um, there are some other people in it. I don't know. I, I never. The saw saddest it. casting to me, though, is in the original. In the I have. To, I hate that I have to say the first Nut Job. Uh, the <laughs> the leading role was played by Brendan Fraser, who. He's been out of the limelight so long, and this is how he comes back. Bring him back. <laughs> Bring Fraser back. I want another yeah. mummy movie with him. Yeah, but I'm trying to, there's definitely others. Like, there's all those ones that are just like the. There's a weird phenomenon that I always see if I'm like on someone's IMDb because sometimes I do that. Um, where like a big name or a decent name celebrity will be in this no name animated film. Um. Mm-hmm. 
that yeah. there's one where about like a fish and it's not finding nemo but it's um, like basically finding nemo right yeah like there's I'm... ones about like uh like african animals and yeah. they're Just like the rip-offs. slight ripoffs but they're not like straight on ripoffs, but they always have like a few names of people who obviously just wanted a paycheck. Yeah. And these movies are always free on like stars or HBO. And they're, yeah. I don't know. I just, I find it so weird. But yeah, it's like they like low key rip off. Are they like high key rip off? Like, they're yes. just not good. Like, I can't even think of the names of any. What's Up, which is a rip off of Up, yeah. uh, the Pixar movie. That, that's oh. one of the numbers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's up? Like Ratatouille, which is another oh, Ratatouille ripoff. Patton Oswalt has seen at least part of Ratatouille. What, Christian? Yeah. Ratatouille? Yeah, it's called Ratatouille. Look it up on YouTube. It's so bad. No, don't look it up on YouTube. Don't. Ratatouille. Do it. No, don't. The first, right, like, 12 minutes uh, are just everyone talking about how much they love the restaurant and the movie. I know, like, I Hate Everything has a few series on these terrible movies uh, there's like a kung fu panda one yeah. <laughs> red letter media couldn't even make it 10 minutes oh, no. and they um, know a lot about bad movies i want to mention this one because this is sort of like some pe- you might think it's sort of like is this sort of trend of the poor animation you, th- these kinds of movies but like a lot of people mm-hmm. like it what do you guys think of sausage party because I, I feel like, it, like I think of I think of that when I think of food fights sometimes. But like I, it was a it was a good movie. I don't know what do you guys think. I haven't seen it in a while. Liter- literally, the only thing that sticks out in my mind about it is when I read about the production history, which wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, didn't the animators like not get paid? I don't well, know. Either that or they were paid like I no, I think they were getting paid. They were just getting paid like terrible no. terrible wages for their work. Mm. Mm. I'm I think the movie's like fine. I watched it like when I was in high school and I just don't mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of like James Franco Seth Rogen humor type movies where mm-hmm. what's funny is when they like curse and talk about drugs like mm-hmm. I feel like that's a lot of their movies, and that I mean, like Disaster Artist is a really good movie. I like that. That's a James. We'll talk Charlie about movie. that later. We'll talk about but, that later. Like, I feel like a lot of the punchlines in this movie were just them like swearing, which I didn't Lazy, find that funny. I yeah. yeah, dirty food puns. The then, best part of that movie for me is the opening number, Alan Menken number. Yeah, that's oh, that is fantastic because it's an Alan Menken song. But yes. the the rest of it, I just found uh pretty average I mean, it I, just felt I, like shock humor yeah i think mm-hmm. i was like 16 when i first saw it so i was like i was like huh that's funny so like i thought it was all right but um, yeah yeah but it was definitely interesting like the ending was very strange. oh yeah that's uh i like i liked that like parents would bring their kids in by accident and like <laughs> or the time that the trailer for it the red band one was shown in front of like zootopia or something like that oh, really <laughs> yeah it got it was at like one movie theater and the parents oh. were like freaking out <laughs> oh that's so funny that's wild oh, yeah. Lord. yeah so uh the next one on the list i didn't put it on here but um la la land <laughs> ha, 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 that's so funny yeah mm-hmm. so what is the actual this is fnf fast and furious 
Oh, so it was Fast and Furious. I didn't know if that was like something else. I did not. I didn't. I didn't put this on here either. Well, I. This might have just been a, a an impulse one to put down because I haven't seen any Fast and Furious movie, uh, but I've seen the Hobbs and Shaw trailer a million times enough Dude, where I have I have seen Hobbs and Shaw. It is amazing. It does not belong in this. Okay, maybe I misspoke, but I've just always seen the things where there's like crazy impossible car stuff that's just ridiculous in these movies, like uh, Wayne Johnson, like whole like holding onto a helicopter doing like the cap helicopter thing except it's stupider <laughs> idris elba is the best villain in like any he movie of last year <laughs> maybe i need to watch it then <laughs> but all right forget forget it then but those movies are a little ridiculous not that ridiculous is bad that's true that's true but also like the whole like family thing where they say it every two seconds oh man it's become oh. like a meme yeah, anyway all right, I guess I was wrong. Uh, Fast and Furious are not bad movies. Apparently not. <laughs> but you know what is a bad movie, Christian? What? What is a bad movie? Why don't you tell me? Oh, uh, Doolittle. <laughs> I, okay, so I did not see this. Neither I did I. Um, Neither did I. I have heard many, many bad things. I don't know. I don't know how much I can talk about. But like, I mean, so this is, I believe it was Robert Downey Jr.'s first movie after the massive success of Endgame. Yes. It was a stinker. I guess. Um I mean I guess it was just like really cheesy. Um they said his accent was not good. I'm sure. Yeah, it didn't um, sound good in the trailer. It sounded I think the, Which is uh, strange the because oh. were I don't know. I don't I don't know. I haven't heard I feel like I've heard like a lot. I've just heard it's bad, but I don't remember why exactly. Like, well, I, don't know, I think I think it's part of the thing of like studios want try want to try and get a franchise going wherever they can, and they're looking now into stuff that uh, either stuff that is in the public domain, and now that the original original Doctor Doolittle stories are in the public domain, they're just figuring, okay, let's get the biggest mm-hmm. star of the biggest universe, and we'll put him in this. And I think his wife um, runs something like this was something that his wife was doing, I think. So that's oh. one of the reasons he did it, oh, wow. um, like his wife's production company or something, okay. um, which explains a lot. I remember reading yeah. there were a lot of issues with the director and how like they never they never planned ahead for having these like animals on screen. Like a lot of movies obviously do a lot of like uh planning with like how they're gonna represent the like cg animals on set and stuff and there was none of that um this thing was pretty much added in post (laughs) um and so there's i think a lot of parts of the movie that just look weird because like robert Downey jr is looking at nothing and he's looking in like the wrong spot or something and uh, (laughs) um i know this is another one of those movies to me that feels like a paycheck for a lot of the actors in it. Yeah. <laughs> or like, they're like, yeah, I'll sit in the booth for a few hours and record this John Cena is Yoshi uh, polar bear. <laughs> Yoshi. Um, but, <laughs> but I know there's a part of the movie <laughs> that I read about where oh Robert Downey Jr. has to stick his hand up the butt of a dragon. Um to do i don't know why <laughs> and he pulls like bagpipes out or something 
one of the highest grossing movie stars of all time, you guys. Uh, I kind of want to watch this now, but um, <laughs> not because of that, just because of everything. But I know, all, I know, like we wanted to watch it back, yeah, back in the day when we were uh, at school. Yeah, but, um, back in the day. I, I also think this is an example of of studios trying to pull that like this movie needs to be like an epic, like it needs to be like this grand um, yeah. event. Like the trailers made it seem like it was Lord of the Rings with like how yeah. they were playing this up. Well, the original. And, well, the original title was uh, "The Voyage of Doctor Doolittle," so they which were going to, yeah, which would have been big and huge. But no, nope, Doolittle. It, and... it, it kind of reminds me of what they did with uh, originally Disney was going to make John Carter of Mars, but then John Carter. We all know how that turned out. Oh man. <laughs> um, I think I talked about it on the show before, like when we were first talking about this. But my favorite part of the trailer is when at the end where Robert Downey Jr. is like holding his hat and he's looking longingly around his house as if like we're supposed to care about like this character from this show. <laughs> like it, one of these movies that just takes itself way too seriously which I don't like in recent yeah. movies that are bad. <laughs> um, yeah. So moving on. Yes. We got you can't you can't talk bad movies without talking about the guy the goat adam sandler oh man <laughs> arguably the king of bad movies he's got his whole squad it's like him kevin james rob schneider maybe david Joe spade, Hunter, david yeah. spade. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got his whole bad movie gang um and happy his happy madison gang that's his production company <laughs> and apparently Another bad, another bad Adam Sandler movie will be on the way because he said that if he didn't win any Oscars for his performance in Uncut Gems, which he did not, he wasn't he even nominated. Wasn't even nominated. That he would make a bad movie on purpose. So keep your eyes peeled. What are some Adam Sandler movies? Jack and Jill. Maybe. Jack and Jill. Not in the theaters. The, the Jack and Jill, aka the movie that has won the most Razzies of any other movie really uh, yeah it won in literally every category for those of you i, I feel really bad movie. about this but when i saw this i was like 10 or 11 and i enjoyed it when i watched that's it fine. that's fine that's fine you're a kid you're a dumb I, kid. I had no taste as a child you're obviously a by watching sharp so much so for those of you <laughs> who haven't heard of this gem of a movie an uncut uh, gem an uncut, <laughs> basically Sandler plays Jack and his twin sister Jill. I think it's like his twin sister Jill like comes to visit and then it's she just comes to visit like for chaotic. Hanukkah. Well, she comes to visit for, for Thanksgiving, stays through Thanks to Hanukkah, and over the course of it, um, they encounter. Uh, well, Al Pacino falls in love with Jill, not a character played by Al Pacino, but Al Pacino <laughs> himself. Um, in, and meanwhile, Jack is trying to get. Al Pacino in a Dunkin' Donuts commercial and Johnny Depp (laughs) Johnny Depp shows up at one point uh, and then is quickly gone from the movie Uh, (laughs) there is um, uh, the uh, Mexican comedian comedian, uh, Eugenio Derbez who is now very popular as a stand-up he was, uh, that was his first American movie and oh what a movie he picked to make his American debut (laughs) (laughs) 
So I have a, I have a funny little story about this movie. Oh, no. So, um, <laughs> so I was vacation, you know, every summer I go visit my mom's side of the family in Michigan. And usually, you know, um, they put all of, like, me, my brother, and my cousin, friend of the pod, Johnny, we all would sleep in the same room. So me, Justin, and Johnny. And whenever we'd go to bed, we would, like, stay up just, like, and we'd all be so tired. It would be so late. So we would just start spewing off this, like, really dumb, these really dumb things that we thought were so funny. So we came up for a con- with a concept for a sequel to Jack and Jill Uh-oh. called Jack and Jill and Toby. <laughs> Jack and, and Jill what? Jack and Toby. And, Jill and Toby. So Toby was the, the long-lost brother of Jack and Jill also played by adam sandler (laughs) and there wasn't really a plot but we just came up with this like one gag that like toby eats breakfast for every meal (laughs) so um so we have this one idea for like a scene in a bar so like jack's like oh i'll have you know a miller light and then jill's like oh i'll have like a i don't know shirley temple or something and then it cuts to it pans to toby who's eating a bowl of cereal and he's like can somebody pass the milk You see, you see, Christian, what you just did there was more effort than that put into it than Jack and Jill. Exactly. <laughs> you, That's you so good. Of a, you thought of a you thought of a character trait, and then you thought of a scene in which he could showcase that character trait and make oh, it constantly funny. We didn't come up with a plot. We just came up with that. <laughs> the, the, that you don't need one. The first one doesn't have one. Still more than Jack and Jill. So we knew Toby was the long lost brother played by Adam Sandler. He um ate breakfast for every meal and it would come out, quote, this July. So we said that like like this was like maybe like two years ago. But like we just like recently like remembered it, so we had been talking about it a little bit, so but that, that reminded me of that. So if it, it you know what? If it ends up if it turns if Adam Sandler announces, oh, it's going to be Jack and Jill too, then you have to be like, I got your idea, sir. I got your idea. <laughs> I, I promise you'll get an Oscar for this one. I promise. Jack and Jill and Toby. Yeah. Jack and Jill and Toby. I think Toby. Paul Blart should show up in it. There should be some Adam Sandler crossover. Crossover. Oh. The Adam Sandler cinematic universe. <laughs> Will the aliens from Pixels show up at some point? <laughs> Yes, and the gorilla from Zookeeper, <laughs> and uh, Jennifer Aniston wanders in from Murder Mystery. Like, what's going on here? And the whole movie stops, and Adam Sandler paused the movie with his. <laughs> However, and it turns out it all took place during Hanukkah. So eight crazy nights. <laughs> well, actually, it was all. A crazy bedtime story told by. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Adam Sandler, call us. We're available. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) And Um, wait, wait, wait! How are we gonna work? um, How are we gonna work uh, grown-ups into this? They all just go on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's every movie. Um, okay. I don't. What happens in grown ups? I don't know. The kid from Just Go with It shows up, and <laughs> I don't know. There's too many. <laughs> there's too many. So that's uh, that's yes. All right. I think I'm. I think I'm all sandlered out for right now. So what else we got? Right. It's so, just pure flicks. What is pure flicks? 
I will tell you exactly what PureFlix is. So uh, PureFlix is a... um, So PureFlix is a production company uh, founded by um, an evangelical Christian ministry, and they are responsible for... Yep, they are responsible for a good amount of um, of films directed at conservative Christians that play on some very ugly stereotypes and basically say, just believe in God and everything will be okay. The, um, like God's I'm, not dead. God not God's not dead. God's not dead too. God's not dead three. I watched God's not dead in my theology because I went to a Catholic school, so we watched God's not dead um, in theology class and. I mean, it was oh, it's all right. It you know it's starring the um, uh, Spencer from Good Luck Charlie, right? Star. But I remember you know that was just like a joke between me and my friends. Like one of us would say God is good, and then we're like all the time and all the time, all the time. God is good. <laughs> that was that was a pretty uh-huh. iconic movie. And I mean, that's the most entertaining thing that ever happened in that theology class. <laughs> and. <laughs> And in addition to films like that, um, uh, PureFlix has released stuff uh, that borders kind of on tasteless. For example, they made a film about uh, called I'm Not Ashamed, and it's about um, the very first victim of the Columbine Massacre, oh uh, which I, if you know, uh, Christian, you've seen God's Not Dead. You know that it's not very subtle. Uh, and no. It is not very subtle, and... Uh, they're they're trying to tackle these topics, uh, ser- more very serious topics, uh, without any, shall we say, tact. You know, yeah. It's yeah. and unfortunate and unfortunately, it's on uh, pure. It's only getting more popular because PureFlix just launched its very own streaming service, so that you can view all the hundreds of movies they had for one low, low price. Wait, so that that reminds me. Speaking of um, religiously focused streaming services have you guys heard of oaxis by butch, by butch hartman? hartman yes yep uh i th- this remind me so for those of you who don't know butch hartman the creator of iconic cartoons such as the failure odd parents and danny, danny phantom. phantom tough puppy and, and tough puppy. puppy was not bad i will say i enjoyed that as a kid johnny bravo so. okay well he didn't create johnny bravo but he worked on johnny bravo <laughs> so he worked on a bunch of cartoons that you remember mm-hmm. from each other so he really he released a Kickstarter for a streaming service called Oasis. It's a combination of Oasis and Axis. Oasis. So it was like it's supposed to be. He said it was supposed to be a streaming service for children that blocked out like adult content, so like parents wouldn't have to worry about you know censoring certain things or making sure they're like, oh, I want to make sure my kids aren't watching anything inappropriate. Oasis Netflix like, kids. Yeah, uh, well, mm-hmm. is, is he says specifically made for kids, but what he didn't say was that apparently it would be very religious folk, religion focused. So there would be a lot of, um, you know, religious cartoons or religious shows for children, which was not clear in the original Kickstarter that raised a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So mm. got some flack for that, but that just reminded me of that. Yeah, and yeah, I remember hearing the, like, that controversy. And the channel will be launching possibly never. Possibly <laughs> never. <laughs> nice. Oh, Alright, so the movie that doesn't exist. The Last Airbender. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. What is this film? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Who wrote that? No. <laughs> um, 
So this is I, I was asking people sorry, moving. I was asking people like what movies they had seen that were pretty awful and friend of the pod Abby had said Last Airbender, which I'd completely forgotten about. Um, oh, for good reason. For good reason. <laughs> I've never seen this movie. It's obviously it's based on the uh, the hit show Avatar the Last Airbender. Right. Not to be um, confused with Avatar, the hit James Cameron movie with the blue, <laughs> with the blue people. Now six sequels. Allegedly which, in the future. Which are mostly which are mostly uh mostly postponed now due to this thing we have going on here. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, it's not like they were already seven years late or however <laughs> long. So I will confess, I have never seen Avatar: The Last Airbender, the show. I never mm-hmm. watched it. Me neither. I have. Huh? I have. I mean, I've heard only good things from the show. I have seen it, but let me tell both of you: um, even if you haven't seen the show, you know that the, this movie is very bad. So, oh, yeah. what makes it so bad? Well, what makes it so bad is that, okay, have you ever seen a movie where you don't learn the main character's name by the time yes. you're like 30 minutes in? And it, don't um. say Wally. Don't say Wally. <laughs> um, it's, well, that, well, that's kind of the case here. This movie, all that this movie is, is M. Night Shyamalan, uh, Philly native, unfortunately. M. Night Shyamalan made this movie, Christian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And taking, uh, it's him taking a subject matter that his his daughters liked very much. They they were huge fans of the original show, and saying, "I can do it, but shorter and better." And they cut out <laughs> a bunch of important stuff from the show. They cast white people to play Inuits, um, and nice. yes, <laughs> and well, on top of. Love that! Love that. Uh, some of the worst special effects you've seen in just about anything. Um, and <laughs> it, it, no, uh, that's right. <laughs> I'm sorry, ILM. I had to say it. And and on top of that, the kids that they got for these roles were just like, I'm shocked that some of them are still performing now. I am shocked. <laughs> um, the only relationship I have with this movie is that. <laughs> Um, I actually lived right near where they filmed part of this um, because what? <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan likes filming in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, Signs takes place in Bucks County. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and la- la- Lady in the Water. I remember my mom place. was. Yeah. Um, no, but I remember my mom uh, at the time worked uh, at like the township where they were filming a, a big uh, important scene. Mm-hmm. And so she would be getting the calls from like the production people um, about certain things. <laughs> and one mm-hmm. time, like she tried to like get like get us into like a tour or something, and they were like, "No," except that her um, like someone got to or something. But she went over to where it was filming the one day and like parked her car on the side of the road and like ran over and peeked over to try to like get. Uh, I don't know if she tried to take pictures or anything, but she was like trying to get the scoop on what was going on and then would report home about it. But oh I liked that like a big, big budget movie was filming near where I live. But then, uh, then the movie happened. <laughs> What's one of the most interesting parts of it, actually, and this was not reported at the time, but it has since come out, is uh, the girl who plays Katara in it, Nicola Peltz. Um, so she had only been in one movie beforehand and M. Night Shyamalan was telling everyone, oh, I decided I didn't want to make the movie without her i 
I really loved her performance. I loved her audition. It had to be her. I felt this, the last time I felt this way was with Haley Joel Osment in The Sixth Sense. And then it later came out that her dad, who's a very wealthy guy, was one was one of the film's executive producers. And oh. yeah, draw your own conclusion, y'all. Controversy. Controversy. Nice. I love that. But anyway, that's that's the movie that doesn't exist. No, it doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. But now here's a movie that certainly does exist. <laughs> and yep. The B movie. <laughs> so we Will and I can talk a lot about this because we just watched this like two yeah. nights ago. So, so guys, so, wait. Can I just ask you, as kind of a jumping off point, sure. B movie has been a meme for so long. Mm-hmm. How is it as a movie? A meme. It's basically <laughs> it is just so so weird. There's barely any plot. Bizarre. <laughs> um. So the main plot, those of you who have not seen it, is there is a bee named Barry B. Benson, voiced by none other than Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> who has just graduated B University My God. and is now moving into the job world where he has to choose his job, whatever it is, forever. But he's like, I don't want to do that job. I want to go out into the world outside of the hive so he f- sneaks off and is say and he almost gets killed by uh mr patrick warburton but is saved <laughs> by the lovely vanessa voiced renee, by zellweger. renee yep. zellweger and they develop a relationship a very strange relationship and he soon discovers that the honey that he and his fellow bees have been working their whole lives for being sold to humans so what does barry do why what any logical bee would do he sues the entire human race <laughs> also ray liotta is somehow involved ray liotta, yeah, and sting b larry king um so he sues the human race and succeeds somehow but spoilers by the way up ahead spoilers but um yeah Ooh. so if you have not seen this this is your spoiler warning so he sues the human race and all the honey goes back to the bees. So the bees stop working because they have so much honey and all plant life everywhere on earth dies because the bees aren't doing anything. So <laughs> they, so then Vanessa and Barry team up and go to the summer rose festival in Vegas. So they, they somehow get from New York to Vegas. It's in Pasadena actually. Oh, it's in Pasadena. Excuse me. And then they fly a plane. They hijack a plane and fly it from Pasadena to New York and deliver the pollen to a bunch of flowers in New York. And then just magically all plant life returns to normal and the honey goes back to the humans. So then the bees can make the honey and everyone lives in perfect harmony except Ken, which is (laughs) Patrick Warburton character. He, uh, he gets the short end of the stick after, um, Barry and Vanessa open a florist slash legal advice shop. And unofficially probably start dating. Oh, they definitely are dating. Uh, but, uh, this movie is just bizarre. <laughs> and this was... Uh, and, if you correct like me if I'm wrong. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong. This was marketed for children. Oh. <laughs> oh, I saw it as a child. Oh. So this was... Uh, 
another one of DreamWorks' great movies with no <laughs> dance party. I will add. There's a song at the end, though. There's a song, uh, but uh, there's no dance party. So um, there are lots of B puns, uh, lots of strangely adult humor. Um, some things that like not even humor, just like things that like you sh- shouldn't say in a kids movie. It's just, yeah, it's, it's very strange. I as dumb as this movie is, I actually like a lot of the jokes in it. No, I think <laughs> I I also enjoy. I get a good laugh out of this movie. Like <laughs> I definitely, and it's definitely a fun movie to watch. Like when you just are like with your like we watched it with a group of friends, and yeah, it's just like a fun movie a to watch and like. It's competent enough that you can get through it, but it's also like more fun to just make fun of it. But just like, whose idea was this? Uh, I just don't know how someone came up with the concept. Oh, a bee sues the human race. It sounds like a good idea, though. Like on, like it's it honestly sounds like a followed by a bear scene. Yeah, <laughs> it honestly does. But like, you know, that's, that's like the a... only that would be the only way that this idea could work if it was like. Uh, at at some sort of fringe festival with someone dressed up as the bee. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. So it's it's a very interesting. It's on Netflix if you'd like to watch it right now. It's, it's uh, which why wouldn't you? Works movie. Why it's wouldn't you want to watch it right now after this glowing yeah. review? <laughs> it's it's a fun movie. I'll I'll tell you that. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, good. All right. So, uh, do you guys want to move on? You guys have some things to talk yes. about. Yes, just oh, Rose. Dude. Are you okay with going on a little? Fr- I know it's over an hour. Are you all? That's good fine. To continue? All right. That's fine. Um, it's a long one, folks. Yeah. So, we are. We've been talking about bad movies, but um, a phenomenon that exists in uh, has existed for you know a few decades or even longer. Um, uh, thirty is... thirty years going on going on its fourth de- decade. Exactly. Um, just watching so there's a lot of movies uh from like 60s 50s 70s 80s that are just as bad or even worse as movies that have come out today um and a fun thing that uh has been done on you know television online and even people do like we did it while watching the b movie christian and i is uh riffing making fun of these movies um and possibly the best example of this is show that i've talked about a little bit before on the show mystery science theater 3000 rose do you want to talk about the show a little bit uh absolutely uh, you know i could the thought hits me that i could sing the theme song but i don't want to get copyright strike because i don't want you guys <laughs> to have copyright issues so we appreciate um, that thank you <laughs> mystery science theater 3000 is about a janitor named joel uh, he works at a place called the gizmonic institute However, he is captured by the mad scientists, uh, Dr. Clayton Forrester and TV's Frank, and he is sent up into space on a satellite called the Satellite of Love, and they force him to watch these terrible B-movies uh, B of Not every the variety. <laughs> no, no. B-movies is like another term for like a, a very low-budget film made in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, uh, mm-hmm. especially horror, creature features, sci-fi, that kind of thing. Um, and so, and their intention in making him watch these is like, okay, we're going to find the one movie that drives him insane. And then we'll, we'll show that movie to the entire human race to drive them insane. And then somehow profit. I don't know. They never go into it, but, um, 
to go, but to get through it, uh, Joel, ever resourceful, builds the robots Cambot, Gypsy, Tom Servo, and Crow T Robot. The T stands for the. And with uh, Crow and Tom, he they sit and they suffer through the movie together. And to get through it, they riff as you do. Yes, very yes. great description. It's Thank um. You. It's a hilarious show. I think there's so many just terrible movies that even on their own, you could watch and be like, what is this that um, they just add so much to Um, the show came out in, uh, I think it started in like 89. Yeah. And it was on the air until like 99. Um, Yep. And and over that and over those years, they uh, switched, they switched hands a couple, well, not switched hands per se, but like, Joel left the show and was replaced by Mike Nelson. Uh, so Mike was now on the satellite. And then when Comedy Central canceled the show, the Sci-Fi Channel picked them up. There were a lot of cast changes and so on. But the jokes were always consistent. The jokes were always very funny. Yeah, the only, like, obviously I recommend the show. The only thing, though, is that this older show has a lot of jokes, references to things that I don't get because I was not alive during that time. Um, and, really? and so if you're looking for a version that's a little more updated, there is. There are two seasons on Netflix of um, a, of another of another revival of Mystery Science Theater 3000, this time starring Jonah Ray, uh, which uh, you and I watched part of an episode on that, I know, Will. Yes, um, we watched part of Mac yeah. and Me, which is a Mac great episode. Me, great episode. Uh, and um, a, a couple of years back, Joel Hodgson, who played the original Joel, created the show. He uh, did a Kickstarter to get an, to get another season going, and he and they got it going. They reached their goal. Stars Jonah Ray, Pat Oswalt, Felicia Day, and everybody from the original cast makes appearances. But the jokes are like updated, and they're and they're, it's wonderful. It's all wonderful original songs from the guy who wrote frozen in book of mormon what more could you want and so um, is it like they watch like bad movies from like more modern eras that and then the the jokes are a little more up to date as well like they'll make references to like marvel movies and stuff instead of like a celebrity i've never heard of from the 60s okay (laughs) like who's paul lind yeah they'll like they'll they'll, in the older episodes they'd be like hey look it's this person and i'm like okay there's there's a website that has the episodes annotated that explains references yes. <laughs> like that I have I've had to look at, but I prefer like the older cast and mm-hmm. pretty much almost all of the episodes are on YouTube for free because a big thing about the show when it was first on the air is that it was definitely a cult show. So the creator um, kind of encouraged people to like tape shows and give them to their friends keep circulating the tapes because that's how the show got popular and that's how i got introduced to the show a family friend had given us a tape that had um uh a few episodes from uh their gamera marathon and that's how i first found the gamera movies so those are hilarious basically gamera is this giant it's a japanese like kaiju movie um he's a giant giant turtle that breathes fire (laughs) Gamera is really neat. He is made of turtles. <laughs> turtles, yeah. Um, um, uh, but if but if you want to get kind of started in the mystery science theater oeuvre, what I recommend is that if you think you if you want to take on one of the older ones, then I recommend that you start 
with Manos the Hands of Fate. The Manos <laughs> episode is one of the funniest things in existence. Do, do you agree, Will? Yeah, well, it, the only thing is that movie is so bad that it's even hard to get through with the rest, but it is hilarious. <laughs> it is funny. Um, um, yeah. I actually talked one time to the lady who, who was the little girl in Manos the Hands of Fate. Really? She was Jackie Naaman Jones. She's wonderful, and huh. and it turns out like her dad, who was in the movie with her, uh, he just discovered that the, the like the, when they were in the movie, it had it had gone missing. It showed in one theater, and then somehow Mystery Science Theater got a hold of it. And her dad loved the show. He was watching it one night, and he was like, "Wait a second, I'm in this movie. What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, but and if you want to try out the new series, um, you can really start anywhere pretty much but one of the best episodes they have done is mac and me which is definitely yeah. a more well-known movie it's a well it's a, a known et ripoff from the 80s that was actually like kind of popular like a lot of kids from that time know the movie Remember and it, yeah. famously anytime paul rudd goes on conan to show a clip of something he shows the clip of the kid uh in the wheelchair <laughs> falling off a cliff from mac yes. and me <laughs> um and every time uh, also this movie was partially funded yeah. by mcdonald's and and I, if you're asking rose really? how do you know it was partially funded by mcdonald's they have a dance party in a mcdonald's in the middle of the movie <laughs> yeah there you go. and there's tons of coke product placement just movies like this that are just ridiculous they just add so much to them um and also yeah. riff tracks which is uh, a spin-off that mm-hmm. was created by three of the mystery science theater like alums who were on the show yes. and so they michael just Jan- uh, michael j nelson who was the host uh bill corbett who played crow t robot for the last few years of the run and then kevin murphy who was uh tom servo for a good amount of the run they all got together afterward and they started creating audio tracks full of jokes to go to popular movies uh and hmm. it's and it's really good stuff i have bought audio tracks for them from for such films as uh, the Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, uh, Phantom Menace, they they there are no targets that they won't touch practically. Yeah, they've done um, a lot of Phase One of the MCU. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so stuff like that. I haven't really and, watched Riff Tracks, but um, there's a lot of them on Amazon Prime that I'm probably gonna try to watch. Very good, and uh, and they they do what what I love seeing from them is. Sometimes the three riffers will uh, do a fathom event called Riff Tracks Live, where they will get like either classic bad movies or more modern ones like Sharknado. Sharknado is a whole thing. I don't know. Uh, more modern ones like Sharknado, and they will show. They will broadcast them in theaters so that you can you can go to your local movie theater and you can see some good high quality riffing. And they've done they've done epi- they've done uh, things of that with uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Uh, great the great bad ed wood movie they've done a manos one they've done birdemic shock and terror and <laughs> they <laughs> love that yes uh and they've done the room which we'll get to i'm very sure yes yes and mr shines here christian um so there, there's like a lot of cult movies that are so bad that they're good mm. christian you've never seen the room have you i have not so this really needs to change. Love to. <laughs> I have not because like I remember like like you know it was like a big meme and I was like, oh that seems kind of funny. I kinda of want to watch it. And then when like the trailer for the disaster artist came out, that's when I was like, I need to see the room. Because I really wanted to see the disaster artist, but I was like, mm-hmm. I I can't see it unless I see the room. 
So now I'm like, I need to see the room so that I can also watch the disaster artist. So I don't know, is the room on YouTube for free? Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> all right. That's a thing we would all have to watch together, I think, Christian. Um, I definitely agree. It's, it's, it's best a, for the you, crowd. Yes. <laughs> and it's you can't really watch it by yourself. You'll you'll never get through it. Yes. Um I actually had um well so the movie is uh made by Tommy Wiseau who uh interesting there's a there's a lot to him um but the movie is his like his passion project and he had he funded it with a lot of money that like kind of came out of nowhere yeah like people don't really know like where his money came from but he made this movie that wrote directed it it's just terrible it's so cursed Yeah, six, um, mil- six million dollars, and it's up there on the screen. Uh, yeah, oh. um, but classic, classic things like uh, I did not hit her. It's not true. Stuff like that. Um, what a story, Mark. There's a lot of memes. You from are it. tearing me apart, Lisa. Yeah, yeah, you're tearing me apart, uh, And it's become such a cult thing, similar to like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, where they'll show it. They'll do midnight showings. And people um, bring props. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, points in the movie where uh, t- where John where Johnny played by Tommy Wiseau and his quote unquote best friend Mark played by Greg Vestero, they toss a football around, and I, that they literally toss a football around. They don't play football. They just mm-hmm. toss a football around. And I I have been to midnight screenings and people will just literally toss footballs around during these scenes, get out of their seats, whatever have you. <laughs> Uh, and one of the more infamous mom things that happens at screenings is uh, in one corner of the room, uh, there is a framed picture of a spoon. So whenever that picture pops okay. up, the audience will bring out their plastic spoons. They will shout spoons and they will throw spoons at the screen. <laughs> Interesting. It is yes, wonderful. Um... Okay. my my little connection well so you guys know cameo like.com yeah. yes so yeah so if you don't know anyone who's listening it's the website where you can pay money for a usually d-list celebrity to um <laughs> do a little shout out for you although there are some like higher ones on there but they're like 500 dollars. um yeah. but back when it was still like f- i feel like fairly new it was last year um so I had sh- watched The Room with my sister and my mom, and my mom just got such a kick out of it. Um, and Greg Sestero, who plays Mark in the movie, is on Cameo. Um, mm-hmm. And at the time, he was only charging $20 for a shout-out video. So as a Christmas gift, I had him do a video where he goes, Oh, hi, Laura, which is my mom's name. Yeah. <laughs> um, and do like a little Christmas shout out with like a couple lines from the, he says like people have been like very strange these days. Thanks, thanks. In the movie. <laughs> um, and my mom died when I showed it to her and he's still pretty cheap on there, but um, yeah. Uh, and that was I, I have, cool. yeah. And, and I have met, I have met Tommy myself um, at a, I, which I'm very uh, but of. me. <laughs> it was me and a bunch of friends went to uh, we were going to a midnight screening where he was going to be there uh we got there really early uh it was it was like the first week of april still cold for some reason we got there an hour ahead of time and we actually saw tommy get out of his car and go up and we shook his hand and then and then what okay so tom tommy was always probably the, the greatest mind in the history of marketing 
because before we were about to go in, uh, someone with the, with the theater put up a sign on the on the glass doors saying, <laughs> "If you would like a picture with Mr. Wizzo, you will have to buy some merchandise first. <laughs> <laughs> so if any of you go to a screening of the room and Tommy is there and you want to meet him, bring some extra cash. You're gonna have to buy like." Uh, a t-shirt or um, a picture for him to autograph or also he also sells original copies of the the original script uh which is even which is even wilder and somehow involves vampires (laughs) does he sell tommy was underwear at the screening because he has his own underwear that he sells (laughs) (laughs) of course he does yes Yes. yes he's a straight he's like an alien um he's a man of mystery of course the the james franco made the disaster artist of a few yeah. years ago which is tells the story of how tommy was and how this movie got made and it's yeah. a great watch it's really funny um but i recommend if you want to watch it to watch the room and then watch that like as like a double feature watch it after because yes. it's just it is crazy on... but there's also a book the disaster like, what, i think it's which... on amazon prime Yes, it's on Amazon Prime, uh, and it is based off the book The Disaster Artist, which was co-written by Greg Sestero, who plays Mark in the movie and is best friends in real life with Tommy. And it pretty and the book pretty much goes through. That's the book where you pretty much learn Tommy's origins and where he came from, and all about their friendship and yeah. and everything that came with it. And I read the book. It's. Uh, it's even more bonkers than the disaster artist yes, movie. Yes, like, it, it goes into so much detail about all the stuff that happened. It's mm-hmm. insane, and it's just yeah. one of those stories that like will go down in bad movie history. Yep, and it's immortalized yeah, forever by James Franco. Yeah. Yep. Well, but you know who they should make a movie about? Will who? Neil Breen. <laughs> Neil Breen. <laughs> oh, no. Now, who is Neil Breen? Bruce, why don't you explain that? Okay. I, Christian, I'm glad you asked. Uh, Neil Breen is... Um, I don't know an, I'm glad that I ask. Neil Breen is an alien that came to Earth many years ago and started making movies that are terrible. No, um, he is a... Uh, Neil Breen is um, a architect... Uh, and licensed real estate agent who lives in Las Vegas. And he has made, uh, I believe, five or six movies since 2005. He began with a film called Double Down, uh, then made a film called I Am Here Now. Uh, (laughs) And then he made another film, which which Will and I have seen. We watched it together with a group of friends, which was amazing. It was called Fateful Findings. Yeah, that movie's so bad. <laughs> and since then, he has made two additional movies: uh, one called uh, one called Pass Through, and another called Twisted Pair. Uh, and the hall and you might notice some running themes in Neil Breen's movies. For example, uh, the desert, um, uh, abuse to computers, especially laptops. Yeah, in the Fable um, Findings, he there's like about fifteen laptops that he has that he just like throws around. It's not even. It's the same three laptops, <laughs> and, he, and he's like, when it, if if in that movie, if Neil Breen is ever in his office, you can expect some abuse to be inflicted toward those poor, poor laptops. Okay. <laughs> there are. Um, 
every one of them, he the Neil Breen. Every one of them, Neil Breen, the Neil Breen character is like a messiah of some kind. Either he's a really cool hacker, he's an <laughs> alien with godlike powers, or both. <laughs> <laughs> and there and his stuff oh my goodness um it just makes uh, no sense it makes no sense uh and um it is great and all together i would say watch it watch it with a group of people um i i the thing is i'm explaining this very poorly because because the only way that you can experience neil breen film is just to sit down have yourself something with alcohol in it and 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 experience it for yourself. It's arguably like worse. Faithful Finding, something one I've seen is at least the room is so bad that it's entertaining to watch. The new Breen movies are just bad. Like, <laughs> like Faithful so Finding. Yes, they're so bad that they're like Faithful Findings. Like you cannot <laughs> watch it without a group. Like you have to be at least trying to make fun of it or you will suffer yeah Yeah, the room you can watch by yourself and have a fine time you need people with you to watch neil breen stuff um also uh i have it on good well i don't have it on good authority but the thing is unlike tommy wiseau who has taken on like a cult of personality and this kind of thing uh neil Mm -hmm. breen uh does not do autographs he does not do interviews and when rick like rick tracks reached out to them and said hi we would like to take your movie fateful findings and do a riff tracks live of it and he told them no he does not like what his movies have become and in a way that just makes it even funnier (laughs) (laughs) he's so ashamed of these movies but tommy no he's not ashamed he's not that's the that's the thing he's not ashamed he sees them as genuine mainstream feature films and he doesn't like that people are making fun of him oh but yeah, Tommy is definitely like Tommy just embraces it at this Tommy point. Is, yeah, Tommy's oh. like, I want to be famous. I'd be famous, okay. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd be famous, okay. Uh, and Neil Breen is just Neil Breen is just like, no, don't say that about my. That's this is how he talks, by the way. Hey, no, don't. that's not funny. <laughs> my, my favorite part of Faithful Findings is this, oh scene. My God. this is like the dark scene where one of the characters like kills themselves and but the way that it's the one of the characters his wife kills him and sets it up as a suicide oh okay and neil breen runs in and he says i can't believe you committed suicide i can't (laughs) believe it (laughs) he says it like that that. and then the the cherry on top is he goes i can't help you out of this one (laughs) (laughs) wait Wait, no, I've I've definitely seen that specific scene. It's like <laughs> it's like, man, I can't believe he committed suicide. Yep. I can't believe <laughs> That's like the whole movie. <laughs> that's the movie in a nutshell. I've uh, so, so the, I had never heard anything about Neil Breen up until this point, but that scene, I have seen that. That, <laughs> that guys that's now Neil I Breen. Understand. The guy talking now in that. I scene. understand. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so definitely check those oh, out. Very much. Uh, but in fact, buy the buy the DVDs from Neil Breen himself. If because when you buy the DVDs from Neil Breen, they come to you autographed. Really? 
Yes. Oh, really? So yes. you can get autographs, but you have to like. You have to pay. Yeah. Yeah. Like he came one time. Like I, I saw one. He did one interview. Exactly one interview when one of his movies opened and opened at like a small theater in Hollywood and the the interviewer is asking him like oh what does this mean what does this mean and what was the budget and he goes that doesn't matter none of this matters it all matters is what the audience thinks i want the audience to tell me what they think is the meaning of the film and the budget doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like that <laughs> but shifting from a man uh with no if i may shift from a man with no perceivable emotions to a man with all of the perceivable emotions mr nicholas cage nicholas cage nick cage not the another another icon of not very good movies Maybe not. Maybe not. Nah. Oh, good. Maybe not so much Thank an you. icon of bad movies as much as an icon of terrible decisions, because <laughs> <laughs> because the whole reason that Nicolas Cage has been in so many terrible direct to Netflix films and whatever have you is he totally blew all of his money on terrible, terrible investments. <laughs> he he owns a castle, guys. <laughs> Oh, uh, Mr. Nick Cage he owned does? a castle. Really? He owned a castle. Excuse me. He owned a castle. Doesn't anymore. <laughs> and does not anymore. Uh, he had to. He was going broke fast. Huh. I like. Uh, I just like how many how many mainstream movies like mainstream movies that are in that are not good. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, Wicker Man. Oh man. Uh, not the bees. I mean, National Treasure is a classic. You cannot put that on this list. Yeah, but no, definitely Ghost not. Rider. Oh. Ghost Rider. Yeah. Well, Ghost uh, Ghost Rider. I would say Ghost Rider two more than Ghost Rider one because Ghost Rider Ghost two Rider. was direct. Ghost Rider two was directed by the guys who made the Crank movies. Which, if you guys have not seen Crank and Crank two, uh, High Voltage, they are two of the most insane things you will ever see in your life. <laughs> Nice. Um, they are <laughs> let, let's not forget that um, uh, Ghost Rider 2 it's not a bad movie per se but it has some amazing imagery and uh, there's a chains uh, there's a chainsaw on fire at one point uh, at another <laughs> uh, Idris Elba also in that movie and he's great oh, really? yes oh. also the, the Sorcerer's Apprentice that, I remember that movie. I saw that movie for my birthday <laughs> one uh, year. <laughs> really? Yes, it was. <laughs> it was not worth that's... it. <laughs> but yeah, that's like Nicholas Cage as a, as a wise wizard is uh something that Nicholas Cage work. is a sexy cat. A sexy cat. <laughs> yes. Uh, or classic or community season five scene. And let's not forget some face off. Oh. And let's oh, not God. forget. But does it compete with um, the line from Face Off? I could eat a peach for hours. <laughs> <laughs> face Off is a good movie. Scene, but that sounds uh, like a very Nick Cage thing. I don't know what mm-hmm. movie's from, but I've seen this scene where Nick Cage, I think, like angrily screams the alphabet. <gasps> Vampires kiss. I know exactly what movie that is. <laughs> it is. It's like imagine if 
imagine if American Psycho didn't take itself entirely seriously and Patrick Bateman thought he was turning into a vampire. That is the plot of that movie. Oh my god. Yes, see vampires kiss people. Uh, we and we should mention after all of this that Nicolas Cage, uh, Nicolas Cage is an Academy Award winner, yes. uh, <laughs> and and he has made good movies, Raising Arizona, uh, adaptation, Lord of War, but he's just so entertaining in the bad ones. I don't it's just say uh, it's like is he good or is he bad? Yes, we, it's he's in the, the answer is yeah, he's the best. <laughs> oh man oh boy all right uh so we are coming up on about an hour and a half so yeah i think um, we might want to wrap up we, uh, we have a few idea. things but i feel like we've hit a lot we yes. have had a lot of laughs today i think mm-hmm. yes lots of bad bad movies mm-hmm. um yeah but uh i think you've sort of opened my eyes to, i haven't heard of a lot of these mm-hmm. like i haven't heard of neil breen I never really, I knew about Mystery Science Theater kind of, but I didn't really know much about it. Um, mm-hmm. But you just sort of opened my eyes. So, like, now these sounds very entertaining. So, I've got some movies to watch. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. Thank you so much for coming on, Rose. Thank I know you. you've been a, you've been one of our loyal fans for a long oh, time yes. now. Thank you. And uh, because I know we're wrapping up, um, I, all I will say is guys, go out and stream Cats because it's a bad movie. <laughs> I saw it opening weekend, and if you want to get some entertainment in this dark, dark time, then watch Cats. Thank you very much. Is it, is it streaming on anything? Uh, it is not streaming on anything. Uh, you have to pay for it, but only like you pay to rent it or whatever. Uh, it's okay. on Amazon. It's on YouTube, whatever. Uh, just just watch watch Cats, y'all. Let's, let's get another <laughs> Midnight Trend going. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> great. That's mm-hmm. a- point to end on watch cats watch, watch cats. cats if you've learned um, anything from this show watch cats watch yes cats. all right thank you everybody for listening rose yep, thank, thank you for coming on it was a lot yes. of fun thrilled thank you for inviting me of course. of course all right and we will see you in the next one yep. bye bye bye